Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Here is the latest invasion news. Tonight's communique from General Eisenhower's headquarters says that Allied forces have succeeded in their initial landings in France. Fighting continues. Naval casualties are very light. Invasion air losses amount to only about 1%, with Allied planes continuing the air bombardment in great strength. Incidentally, American planes based in Russia bombed Galati in Romania and returned to their Soviet bases. Huge Allied naval squadrons are reported off Shabur and between Calais and Dunkirk tonight as Allied invasion troops are fighting in the streets of Kang, nine and a half miles inland from Lauv. The Nazis say the Allies are improving their positions from the mouth of the Seine River to the Shabur Peninsula along a 60-mile front. Another beachhead is at the mouth of the Vir River, 40 miles west of Kang. That's the news to this moment. Keep tuned to this Blue Network station for the latest bulletins. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Code for Sabotage. The Green Hornet strikes again. Before we begin our story, here's an important message. There are now thousands of American soldiers stationed in all parts of the globe. And for every one of these men who are transported across the sea, tons of arms and equipment must be freighted over for him. This is the tremendous job of the Merchant Marine. Men between the ages of 16 and 17 and a half, and those who are 26 years and over, are wanted for training in all departments aboard ship. The top age is 35 and a half years, except for stewards who will be enrolled up to 50. Eligible men are urgently asked to report to their local U.S. Maritime Service Enrolling Office or write to the U.S. Maritime Service, Washington 25, D.C. And now, the Green Hornet. Ed Lowry, reporter on the Daily Sentinel newspaper, was having a late lunch in a little restaurant near the Sentinel building. His attention was drawn to a man who, walking to one of the booths, handed a slip of paper to the blonde youth who sat there alone. 
blonde youth looked at the paper and nodded. And then, without speaking, the first man left the restaurant. As Lowry watched, the youth seemingly put the paper into his coat pocket. But as he rose to leave a few minutes later, Lowry saw that the paper had fallen to the floor. <laughs> Guess he doesn't know he dropped that paper. <laughs> Maybe I'd better get it and go after him. It might be something important. <laughs> Well, that darn thing don't make sense. Well, maybe it does to him. I'd better hurry or I won't catch him. Hey, bud, you didn't pay me yet. Uh, well, take it out of that and keep the change. Okay. There he goes down near the corner. Hey! Hey, hey, mister! Oh, he's turned that corner. I'll still catch him if I hurry. <laughs> He went around here. Wait, my friend. Oh, here you are. Yes. I thought you were following me, I see. I saw you watching in that restaurant. Is that not so? Sure, I was following you. See, I wanted to give you... Hey, what's the idea of the gun? Just this, my snooping friend. Oh. So, we must work fast. They're getting on our trail. But if they're all as dumb as this fellow, we have not much to fear. Our work will soon be done in this city. Now I must get a cab and go warn Rusk. A short time later, Lowry, who'd been helped into the Sentinel office by a passerby, was resting on a couch in the office of Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel. Well, Lowry, how do you feel now? Oh, I'm all right, Chief. The guy hit me only a glancing blow, but it knocked me out for the minute. Well, maybe you can tell me now what it was all about. Well, that's a funny part of it, Chief. I don't know. You don't know? No. Somebody slipped that guy a paper in the restaurant. He meant to put it into his pocket, but he dropped it. Then he went out, and I picked it up and ran after him to give it to him, and as I came around the corner, he was waiting for me with a gun in his hand. Then he caught me. That's strange. Where's the paper? Did you give it back oh, to no. him? No, no, I didn't have a chance. I got it here someplace. Yeah, here it is. Hmm. Letters and figures all jumbled up. Well, this doesn't make sense, Lowry. Yeah, I know. Do you mind if I keep this paper for a while? <laughs> the less I see of it, the better. Good. Now, you'd better go on down to the men's smoking lounge and rest for a while. Oh, I'm okay now, Chief. I'm going around the corner of that restaurant again and get a cup of coffee. <laughs> Whew, that little headache from that banging around. <laughs> Boy, good thing I started to duck when he swung at me. <laughs> well, I'll be back soon, Chief. All right, Larry. <laughs> this time, be careful when you go around corners. Well, I'll keep my eyes open. Don't you worry. Hmm. If this stuff on the paper has any meaning, I'd certainly like to know what it is. Evidently, Lowry ran on to something, and this has a lot to do with it. Yes, sir, it sure looks like a very interesting puzzle. Very interesting. at the corner just beyond the restaurant where he caught up with me, Russ. Ah, you were stupid not to have searched him before you left the scene. We must get that paper back. If it reached the hands of someone smart enough to decode it, all our plans would be spoiled. No doubt he will think it is nothing of value and will throw it away. Perhaps that man you struck down has been taken to a hospital, Hans. No, I do not think so. 
I drove by there in the cab a few minutes later and saw someone helping him into a nearby building. The uh, Sentinel building, I think it was. Well, we must think of some way to find him. It was not very long ago that you had your encounter with him. I was certain he was of the police. Ah, oh, you should have made certain of his identity. He's not always... Wait, slow down. What is it? Luck is with us, Rusk. See? That man who just came out of that building? Well, that's the Sentinel building. Is that the man? Yes, yes, it's he. Good, good. We'll draw near to the curb. Get your gun ready. As soon as I stop, force him into the car. We'll stop now. You! Come here a minute. What do you want? I... Hey, you're the guy who sucked me in the head a while ago. Of course. Get in and be quick. No, no, you don't. I'll help you. I ain't going any place with you guys, so don't you try to get me. Oh, oh. I did it, Rusk. Quick, somebody's coming. Get him in the car. Hey, hey there. What's going on? Hurry, Hans, get in. Get away from here, quickly. Glory be, that was Ed Lowry they took in that car. I gotta go tell Reed, quick. A few minutes later, as Britt Reed was talking to Lenore Case, his secretary, Michael Axford, reporter and self-styled bodyguard to the young publisher, hurriedly entered the office. My goodness, somebody must be chasing you, Axford. I don't tell me the draft board's after gray heads like you these days. Say, no. can I help it if me hair's prematurely gray? You know, Casey, someday I'm going to... What's in such a say... hurry, Axford? Gray suffering snakes lead. Casey, turn me mind for the moment. Something awful's happened, that it has. Get the point, Axford. It's Lowry, Reed. I saw it with me own eyes. Lowry? What's happened Axford, to him? Axford, calm down and tell me what this is all about. Two guys in the big sedan smacked him down and drove away with him. That they did. I tried to stop him, Reed, but they were off like a shot. Otherwise, I'd... the license number of the car. Sure, and I never thought of that. I was that excited. Reed, we have to do something. Well, Axford, are you sure it was Lowry? Sure, I'm sure. It was Lowry, all right. This is serious. Axford, call police headquarters. Give them a description of the car and the men, if you can remember anything about them. Then you'd better go down there right away in case they turn up anything. But if Lowry did run onto something. What do you mean, Mr. Reed? Yeah, what are you talking about? Nothing that matters right now. Get busy on that call, Axford. I have reason to believe Lowry's in great danger. I also believe the capture of the men who took him away will prove them to be bigger game than we think they are. As dusk settled over the city, Axford sat in the press room at police headquarters talking to Sergeant Burke. Say, Sarge, we ought to have heard something by this time. Poor Lowry suffering at the hands of them kidnappers, and here we sit twiddling our thumbs. Look here, you. If you rile me enough to throw you out of here, it won't be my finger I'll be lifting as you go through the door. You can bet on that. Now, now, don't be getting sore over little joking. Being such good friends as we are, Sarge. Don't go counting on that friendship business too much, Axford. Sometimes I think I have you hanging around just to keep me eye on you. You're a menace to the force when you go snooping on your own. Now, what do you mean by a crack like that, I'd like to know? Sure, and you forget the time I almost got the harness single-handed? And that other time I almost caught that big spy for you? And that once I almost sure, had me had... I know. <laughs> and if I'd been around when you was born, I'd have told your old man to call you Almost Ashford. That's a name that'll fit hey, in your... One of the scout cars just reported in the dispatch room. They spotted a car with two men like those you sent out an alarm about. Holy crow, that must be them. Where did they spot them, Cassidy? Out in the West Highway, hidden in the outskirts of the city. The scout car's falling on Mara. Glory be. Get a squad car out quick. We'll head out that way and see what happens. Hurry up. 
If those are the men who nabbed Lowry, we can't afford to let them get away. Come on, Ashford. Now you'll see some action. That scout car's drawing closer, Hans. A fine mess you've gotten us into by brewing trouble with that reporter. How would I know he was a reporter? You were the one who insisted we go back and pick him up, Rusk. Now that a search of his pockets has shown he's a sentinel reporter, you try to put the blame on me. When Underdog finds out, we'll both be in trouble. Never mind that now. We must get rid of those police in that scout car. Yes, they're gaining on us fast. So, they're shooting at our tires. Well, two can play at that game. Get in the back and take the machine gun. I'll slow down quickly, then let them have it. Good. I should get rid of them in a hurry. <laughs> it's a good thing this reporter's bound and gagged. Might interfere otherwise. I'm going to slow down now, so get ready. Wait till I get quite close. I'm ready. All right. Shoot, Hans, shoot! Step on it, Rusk. They've crashed in the ditch. Good for them. Good. Oh, it isn't so good, Reed. They ditched the scout car that was following them. That's bad. Oh, it isn't so bad at that, though. Nobody was hurt in the gasoline and what they were looking for. Well, that's good, but I wonder oh, if I... it wasn't so good, though, Reed, because the guys were heading away from the city and I... Now, wait them... a minute, Axford. Let's get together here. Where were they heading? Out the West Highway, going like 60. That they were. I guess they have Lowry with them. Are the police sure they were following the right man? It must be them, all right. They shot at the scout car with a machine gun. Reed... I'm telling you they're bad ones, that they are. I'm afraid you're right, Axford. Well, you stick with the police and keep me posted. That I will, Reed. You can count on me. If anything new turns up, I'll call you again. So long for now. Goodbye, Axford. Evidently, things are moving too fast for the police. Must be some way to get a line on those men. Let's see, that paper Lowry gave me. I can only make something out of that. J335... Dash nine O E dash. Must be a code. Those letters and figures between dashes must be words. There's quite a few words, evidently. Ah, but I'm afraid by the time this can be decoded, it may be too late. I could only find a key to the solution some way. Here are those letters, Mr. Reed. If you want to sign them now, I'll get them out. Now, just lay them here on my desk, Miss Case. I'll read them through first. I may want to make a few changes before they go out. All right. Uh-oh, there's a correction to be made in that top letter. I should have noticed that before I brought it in. What's wrong with it? Right there, see? I must have struck the wrong key on my typewriter by mistake. That's supposed to be an E. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, it won't take you but a minute to... Wait. What's the matter? Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing at all. On second thought, go ahead home. You can correct that in the morning. It isn't very important. Well, just as you say, Mr. Reed. I'll leave these on your desk before I go home. All right. Good night, Mr. Reed. Good night, Miss Case. So that was supposed to be an E, hmm? This case doesn't know it, but that may turn out to be the most helpful mistake she ever made in her life. Sir, if my hunch proves correct, this note, when decoded, may turn out to be the clue to the whereabouts of the man who took Lowry. And in that case, they'll have the pleasure tonight of dealing with the Green Hornet.
We'll continue our story in just a moment. There are three things that every housewife should remember and follow. To start off with, none of us should waste food. Leftovers can be dressed up and served over again in tasty dishes. Secondly, we should use abundant seasonal foods. Right now, there are temporary abundances in a great many foods. But temporary big stocks are just what the word implies, temporary. Food waste can be reduced if we purchase perishable foods when they're most plentiful. The third way to help stretch our food supply is to do all the home canning we possibly can. The foods that are plentiful right now won't be abundant a few months from now. By following these rules, we're making it possible to send more food to our fighting men and allies overseas. And we're helping food fight for freedom. And now, back to our story. As Miss Case left the office, Britt Reed spent a short time at her typewriter. Then, leaving the office, he went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. You say a hunch you have about note not turn out to be correct, Mr. Britt? It looks that way, Cato. I thought the figures might represent the letter just below them on the typewriter. And that it doesn't make sense. First combination of note is uh, J335. Yes, and I believe that's one word. According to my idea, I got J-E-E-T, which doesn't make any sense at all. What do you make of it, Cato? Perhaps you're still on the right track, Mr. Britt. We... we look again at this portable typewriter on table here. Well, using a letter for each figure seems to be out. The next word there is indicated by 9-O-E. Now, my idea gives us O-O-E, which means nothing, as you can see. Key to any code usually apply to all of code, maybe. Hmm. Let's see. I don't think we've got something there. Let's try it by applying the same method to each letter and figure. We figured the three was an E. The three is above and to the left of E on the keyboard. In that case, the J335 would be M-E-E-T, meat. That makes sense. Next word, then, be 9-O-E, which makes O-L-D, old. And the next combination, Y-9-7-W-3, would be H-O-U-S-E, house. Then comes Q5, that's at. The next is M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T, midnight. Meet old house at midnight? Near railroad trestle. Cato, it means meet at the old house near the railroad trestle at midnight. Look, Mr. Britt, rest of it even more important. Great guns. Cato, we've got to hurry to avert a terrible calamity. Black Beauty is ready, also gas gun and mask. Good. Phone the police to go out to that old house near the railroad trestle. They'll get there in time to pick up those men. I'm counting on the speed of the Black Beauty to get there in time to prevent a monstrous act of sabotage. And to save Lowry's life. Come on, Cato, let's go. Cato put through a call to police headquarters. Then, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically. 
then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Faster, Cato, faster. We must get there in time. It's not far from midnight now, Mr. Briggs. I know. This is one time, Cato, I wish I could hold back the clock. Never has so much depended upon the black beauty. Meantime... Lowry, tied hand and foot, lay on a cot in a room of the old house near the railroad trestle. He was no longer gagged, and the three men in the room listened in amusement as he gave voice to his thoughts. You guys really done what you said you did, then you're the dirtiest skunks I've ever come across. I'll see you get what's coming to you if it takes a lifetime. <laughs> Listen to him, my friends. Isn't he amusing? He doesn't know that we're letting him live only long enough to watch him squirm and the big moment comes. Ah, uh, let him talk. Midnight before long, and then it'll happen. After that, we'll eliminate him and be on our way. That's what he gets for snooping. See, Antona, your concern about the lost code message was needless. Even had he given it to someone, they wouldn't have had time to decode it. Nevertheless, Hans, in the future, you must be more careful. Or you'll find your usefulness has come to an unpleasant end. This is no time to threaten me, Antona. I've done my part well. Cut that out. If I wasn't tied up like this, I'd strangle each one of you rats if I died in the attempt. <laughs> You will die without the attempt, my friend. But before we send you on your merry way, we do want you to learn that our work has been successful. It is almost midnight. Soon it will be over. Soon your whole country will be shaken with terror. A terror of our creation. Kato, and pray that we make it. Must do it, Mr. Brick. Trestle over there. Come on. Kato, it's coming. I hear, Mr. Brick. We've got to get there. We've got to. Afraid not time to search much. Here's the trestle. We'll look on this side first. Uh, there's nothing here. Let's get to the other side. Yes, Mr. Brick. Uh, down this way, through the gully, Kato. We've got to make it, Kato. Not think of failure when success still possible, Mr. Brick. Thanks, Kato. That's good advice. Here we are. That's almost here. It gets here before we find what we're after. I we don't not be here anymore, Mr. Briggs. I know. Search, Cato. Search. Mr. Briggs, quick. That's it, Cato. A time bomb. It's wired on. Pull it loose. We've got to. Quick. I pull it hard. It's coming loose. Go off soon. Oh, there it's loose. But it's sure to go off right about now. Time. There goes the two train. Ah, listen, my reporter friend. A thousand doomed soldiers on that train. No, I won't listen. I hope it don't go off. I swear if that happens, I'll... Success 
It is done. <laughs> what a wonderful sound it made. <laughs> it will be heard around the world. Oh, no. Well, you dirty Nazi rats. All those poor kids out there. I'll... I'll... Listen. But it can't be. We heard the bomb go off. How can the train still go on? Thank you. You fool. Something has gone wrong. You set the bomb wrong so that it went off too late. But that could not be. It's not possible that we failed. <laughs> sure you did, you crazy Nazi dope. The troop train got through safely after all. Is you who are to blame for that? I'll pay you back for that someday. You Nazis are doomed to failure on all fronts. You're a bunch of dopey rattlesnakes. I've had enough from you. Hans, control yourself. Now you've knocked him senseless. Ah, what does it matter? You must eliminate him into bonds and get away from here before they investigate that explosion. Shoot him, Hans. With pleasure. Oh, no, you don't, Nazi. Him and the mask man. The Green Hornet. Ah, that notorious criminal, huh? And I'll use this on him first. What do you think, Rat? I miss me. Drop that gun. Even without that gun, I'm a match for such as you. I'll shake it, Super Nazi. Gas. Do something, Rusky. Yes, come, yes. come, we'll rush this crook together on the knock. Get him. We must. One for one. Much better fight than two for one, yes? Big man talk, big fight little. Here's a bit of gas for you, big boy. Oh, no, no. Think, come around. I give up. I won't be disgraced. This is too good for you. Here. Gas, this unlock. Please, no gas for this one. Sock him good. Oh, perhaps like this, maybe. Yes, just like that. Good work out, wasn't it, Tato? There's the police. They can take these rats in. Oh, Lowry, come too. Penny soon. Yes, and he mustn't see me here. He might recognize me. He'll be a witness against those spies. Come on, Cato, let's go. Here's where the shooting came from, all right. Sure. And look, Sarge, there's Lowry on that cot. Uh, Lowry. Hey, Lowry. Uh, who, who is that? Where are you? You're safe enough now, Lowry. We'll soon have you out of here. Oh, gee, Sarge. It just came in time. These spies are going to kill me. Well, where are they? Have they got... Oh, you knocked them all out, I see. <laughs> That's a good one, Lowry. <laughs> Sergeant, get in here till they're all knocked out for him just like that. <laughs> I suppose you came in first and did it, huh, Ashman? You know, I was with you all the time, Sarge. At least you admit you had nothing to do with them. But somebody laid them out like that. Well, whoever was sure is my friend for life. Those guys are Nazis. They planted the bomb on the trestle out there to blow up a troop train, but the thing went off just a little too late. There was an explosion, all right, Laurie, but it was down the gully a ways. Didn't hurt the trestle none. We went over there to investigate before we came up to this well, old house. something went wrong someplace. But whatever it was, I'm glad of it. Hey, why don't one of you guys cut these cords instead of standing there yapping? Cut them cords, Axford. What's the matter with you? Sure. I was so glad to see Laurie. I didn't think... <laughs> As usual, Axford. There you go, making fun of me when I... Hey, Sarge, look there. What's in the foreheads of them spies? Glory be. Axford, each one's got a seal stuck on him. The seal of the Green Hornet. Green Hornet? Was he here? Sure, sure he was here since them seals are here. You know, Sarge... It's getting darn monotonous. I follow you here, I follow you there, I follow you everywhere. Rushing in on crooks and spies and on murders. And what do we always find? I'm asking you, what do we always find? The harness been there before us, that's what. So what? So if he was the law and you cops were all crooks, sure he'd have you all behind bars in no time at all, that he would. Because as far as I can see, that guy's a regular in again, out again, Finnegan. Yep, the cops are always riding on the coattails of the worst criminal of all. The black-hearted green harness. Let the lecture take off. the top of group train fails. Firing top green hornet implicated. We all have fallen green 
The office of rubber director warns us our present tires must be made to last if we're to supply the huge military demands of an America on the attack. The shortage still exists. The military needs are enormous. The one way to keep America's vitally needed civilian cars on war duty and at the same time supply the rubber needs of our armed forces is through strict tire conservation. Tires must be made to last for many months to come. So make sure that you drive only when necessary. And always keep under 35 miles per hour. Guard every mile of service left in your tires. And have them recapped just as soon as the tread is worn smooth. America's rubber-borne transport must be kept rolling. Do your part by conserving your tires. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob Hyde speaking. This is the Blue Network.